Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Yeah, I really wild. Like, if you just post a video with the hashtag dog, hundreds of views. Toxic. No, yeah, I mean, that's come on, fam. That's how it's always been. Though. You just watch those views level rise up and, and crash through. through. This is Dad and Ziggy with, with the, the flood. flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. This is the show where we try to take what's been streaming Trending. and give it some meaning, some context, so we. Nope, I'm not gonna keep doing that. Nah, Alright, no. that's fine. Nope, nope. Streaming with some meaning. What's good? What's cracking? That was all off the cuff, everybody. What's... No cap checking in with the folks with the viewers i hope you guys have been good i've been all right you know we've been good here over at casa de canon yeah i mean my i had a wedding yesterday not to a like wedding? attend but right so i was getting ready to say what you mean you had a wedding yesterday you know just another one of them i told the dj i was joking with the dj i was like yeah at my first wedding you're totally doing it <laughs> hey, but we already have a DJ though. Shout out to DJ Jam. God, I know so many Check DJs. It's ridiculous. Yo, that I fair. It's always good to network. You know, keep a decent. My, clientele. you know how people are like, uh, they have like a family pastor. Yeah, we have a family DJ. <laughs> it's my brother Michael's best friend I said, from high yeah, school. Like my family has family pastors. And he DJed <laughs> nigga, my dad's wedding. Or no, he DJed my sister's wedding, my mom's wedding. And my dad's wedding. Damn. Damn. I mean, look, y'all keeping the man in business, that's for damn sure. He's actually someone we might want to reach out. He's, he's definitely plugged into the Baltimore thing. Crazy, like, oh, damn, you, damn, damn. I guess, well, I got that shit on video, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, you got it on video, all right. Shout out to Bowie Cat. Oh yeah, smelly cat, literal smelly cat outside. It was this like Do white cat people... that was so dirty it looked like brown, and you knew it wasn't brown. You were like, "That's a white cat," but but that cat dirty as fuck. <laughs> pig pen ass cat. What you doing out here with your dirty ass pig pen ass cat? Yo, I can't. If this makes it into the actual pod, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I uh, I worked a wedding. Jesus Christ, that place was bougie as fuck. Damn. I was getting like lost in this labyrinthine country club. It was on a it was on Gibson Island, not like in the Gibson Island area. It was on Gibson Island. It, <laughs> did you have Which to is take the, a boat to get to this shit? Is there a bridge to get to Gibson? Yeah, there was like a bridge that oh, okay. with a with like a guard, just, like it was sure would. Know I've never been to Gibson. Yeah, Island. no, I never had been either. Yeah. But the wedding was like literally twenty feet from the water. Damn. It was gorgeous. Damn. And they didn't have oysters at this time. I was a little disappointed. Oh, yeah, because you was balling out on the oysters at your last time. Oh, buddy, so many oysters. Like, legit a dozen oysters. So, 
and I had them left over, and I was just like, I was like, I don't like, even eat oysters like that, but I'm happy for you though. They had <laughs> all the fixings. They had lemon. They had obey. They had hot sauce. Oh man, it was so good. So good. I miss working weddings for like that, but then I also kind of don't miss weddings for like the two and a half hours of just me unnecessarily dressed up with nothing to do. Yeah, just standing there like. And I told you what working a wedding is actually like. Can I take your plate? Can I take your plate? I've worked catering jobs before. You ain't got to explain this shit to me. (laughs) I know exactly how this is. While you're working, I don't have anything to do. That's why I like being the bartender, right? Because all you had to do is pour drinks. Hey, do you know how to make a Shirley Temple? Can you make a virgin Shirley Temple? <laughs> yeah, sure. Who the fuck is still drinking Shirley Temples? How old are you? <laughs> like, Maybe they're in recovery, asshole. Ah, wow. You got to do that. <laughs> you got to do that. You got to make me that guy. <laughs> wow. Look at you, big man. Virtue signaling and shit. Woo! You know me, I have to overcompensate for my delegation. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. I ended the last episode with giving Satan a lap dance. That's not that weird right now. Are you referencing, like, you referencing... Giving Satan a lap dance isn't weird, or giving a Satan a lap dance isn't Referencing weird. giving Satan a lap dance isn't that weird. Okay, because both of them is weird as fuck. If you ask me, my nigga, like... All right, so the first thing, if somebody gives thought, Satan a lap dance, my first question is not why. It's he exists? So... What I like, we'll get to the lap dance part of that discussion eventually. No, but no, 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 no. How did we get here is what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of people is wondering is how did we get here? Is it because gays can get married now and stuff like that? And I want everybody to know before I continue on. I thought what, you were going to say, how did we get to this part of the discussion? But no, continue. No, okay. I was just going to say, I want everybody to know. Before we continue any further, that I fully support LGBTQ rights. I really thought you were going to say, giving Satan a lap dance. (laughs) It would have been perfect, but I just had to get that clear out of the way. (laughs) However, from an artistic perspective... perspective... Giving Satan the lap dance feels tacky. Hot take. <laughs> it does. It, it does. does. But... It's hot. It's, okay, it's a hot take, right? And, like, I get it. It's, it's supposed to be outrage culture. Like, I know we talked about this already, right? But, um... It's still ridiculous. It still bears some discussion because, I guess, it's still got people's blood boiling. I mean, they removed Montero from, like, all the stream. Did we talk about that? We like? did. Okay. We did. Yeah. So, I forget what the fuck we talked about. Um... But they removed it purely based off of the video, right? Like, every time you stream the song, the video is going to play. Like, what the fuck? Why not just remove the video? Why not ban the video? No, they banned the entire song. The song doesn't even the sound that bad. Entire... Like, it just... Nigga, that shit is crazy to me. They banned the entire song, right? And, okay, 
this is a hot take that's not really a hot take. If Miley Cyrus had given a Satan a lap dance, I guarantee you they would not have banned the entire fucking song from the. I completely. They did that because a gay black man did that, (laughs) and y'all fucked up for that. (laughs) Y'all really fucked up for that. Spotify, you fucked up for that. Uh, YouTube, you fucked up for that. Whoever the fuck else, I don't know. I and that's you know my fault for not really looking further into the situation because I think, as I said in the beginning, the whole giving Satan a lap dance and sliding down a pole into hell. Okay, the sliding down a stripper pole into hell imagery. That's nothing too crazy. Okay, that's it, it, relatively speaking. That's fine. Yeah, I get the whole you know that in reference to you know his homosexual identity and how you know he said it was like a metaphor for how people always told him that he was sliding on a stripper pole down to the hell that kind of shit um so yeah that that's cool but going as far as to give satan a whole ass entire lap dance and snapping his neck just felt campy it really did at the end of the day it felt like something that would have happened in um God damn it. What was that Zack Snyder? What was Zack Snyder's like first film? 300? No, no. Okay, so not 300. Um, the one with the girls and the Sucker insane. Punch? Yes, yes. It felt like something that would have happened in Sucker Punch. Remember? Yeah, like, that's definitely true. Sucker Punch is a really fucking wild movie. <laughs> no, the imagery is wild, right? Like the CGI and the effects are crazy, right? But the like story they fight like, dragons and Nazis in the same movie. Yeah. Right, and like this big iron golem thing. Didn't they fight? Like, I, that's not the point. The point is, is yeah, the whole Satan lap dance thing felt like it could have been in Sucker Punch. And, because they did do a lobotomy in there. And and I don't know how I feel about Sucker Punch at the end of the day. I don't know if that shit still holds up now. And I don't know if, you know, 15 or even five years from now, if this whole Montero controversy is gonna hold up. Like, or if we're all gonna feel silly that we let Lil Nas X giving Satan a lap dance and then snapping his neck. Like, that shit could have been in a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> would question it. Exactly, exactly. But because it's fun to pick on gay people right now, like, <laughs> that's all that shit was, right? Come on, fuck out of here. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be too shocking out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. It wouldn't have been at all. Nobody would have batted in their fucking eye if a white queer person did this shit. Speaking of white queer people, if Jeffree Star had done this shit, do you think that he would have gotten canceled from YouTube? No, but that's... He wouldn't didn't have gotten just... canceled, but he it would be a discussion. Didn't I Jeffree think. Star just get beat up? I don't know. I feel like I saw somewhere that Jeffree Star just got, like, assaulted by somebody. Jeffree Star... Don't do that. Don't do that. You know that it came out that that whole thing was started by some TikToker who has been... is a self-admitted clout chaser. I saw videos of that bitch saying that she don't care. She... she, she I was making a Jesse Small yeah joke. Oh, that's fair. I mean... You, so are you are you insinuating <laughs> that Jeffrey Star allegedly beat himself up for clout? Is it him or her or is it they beat themselves up 
for clout? Answer your own question. Do I think it's something that Jeffree Star would do? Do you? Absolutely. I do. Absolutely, I think that Jeffree Star would beat themselves. Culture with context, pop perspective, everybody. Uh, look, look, I don't know. You know, I once again, it's my fault for not doing more research into what I saw. It was like a, I'm scrolling through looking for more important headlines. Yep. And I thought I saw Jeffree Star got beat up. Maybe they got into a car accident or something like that. And, that's and somebody cool. shot his foot. And Their foot. Wow, so now you're making fun of Meg the Stallion and black women's victimization in the United States. Real cool. Real cool, All buddy. right, I, that's a nice comeback for the recovery joke I'm, earlier. You got I'm it. I'm glad you feel proud of yourself. Once again, virtue signaling as a white man. As a tall white man. Over here making fun of black women. I'm gonna just walk away now. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself, white man. God, it's so easy for you to invoke white guilt on me. <laughs> so easy. Oh man, that shit is not. It's not funny. No, it's really not. Uh, you do know it. Else isn't funny, but is really you know in a bittersweet way justifying they gonna put that motherfucker under the jail it's like i mean we don't know if they gonna put him under the jail yet pat robertson thinks they should they did find him guilty on all All three three charges. charges Sorry, not sorry. Nope. <laughs> Deal with it, nerd. Fuck out of here. Nah, he don't deserve to be called a nerd. I've been calling a nigga a rat fucker all week, but I don't even think rats deserve that. Dumpster person? Garbage person? Slime ball. Nah, I can't even do that. Shout out to Young Thug and all the slime. Like, <laughs> it's not this motherfucker. It's just, I... Okay. So... I call it bittersweet, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't want this to be some kind of empty-handed gesture. You know what I mean? I don't want it to fall empty-handed. We're still waiting on the sentencing, right? Or at least at this point, I'm waiting on the sentencing. Can look into it on break and cue y'all into if there are any updates. But at the moment... All they're saying is, yeah, they're going to punish him in some sort of way for the you crimes committed. Fucking hope so. Um, and that's good. I heard something. That's good, though, right? It's a, It seems, you know, for the moment in perspective, that's good. George Floyd's death, his murder, will not go unjustified. Yes. Right? Or without justice. I mean, LeBron tweeted out accountability. Yes. So. Yes. Is it? And that is what all these protests were for, right? And who Here's was a question. It? Legitimate question. Who have you noticed is saying justice versus who is saying accountability? Mm. I was going to say 
Tariq Nasheed said, this proves protest work. It doesn't prove that the justice system works. <laughs> it doesn't prove that your Congress works. It proves that protest work. Because had it not been for the youth and their protest, there would have been no accountability. And as much as you guys can shame Tariq Nasheed all you want, I'm not saying I completely agree with everything Tariq Nasheed says either, right? He's not fucking wrong about that in the slightest. It's what got Breonna Taylor's killers convicted. <laughs> and I thought he was let off. Oh, what? Mm, we might have to, yeah. Uh, yeah, Breonna Taylor yeah. was let off because that was the other thing everybody was flipping about. Was that? I okay. I'm a little so edit that whole part out. Um, but to keep it a band with you, we. I also agree with Maxine Waters, even though I kind of wish she would have kept this comment to herself, right? Where she was like, we need to go harder. Because we do. Because if we just calm down now, like it's the Obama complex, right? We got Obama and everybody got complacent and Obama just did, you know, the smooth shit. And he, but he was still out there on a sneaky link tip. <laughs> okay, so. So it's still, we need to make sure they follow through is all I'm talking about because we see shit like this a lot, right? Where these moments in time happen, these cute little history blurbs that we can put down on like big moments of the 2010s or whatever, yeah. or the 2020s, like the Derek Chauvin trial ended and he was convicted on all three charges, but then they don't mention that in sentencing, all this nigga got was like house arrest and probation for like four years. The funny thing is, is I remember, I think I was and listening to the Bomani, a pension. I think I was listening to the Bomani Jones podcast when they mentioned that the uh, person that shot, that walked into the wrong apartment, they were like they're I think they said yeah. like they're already home. Oh, I believe it. I believe that they're out on bail or good behavior and shit like that. That's what I mean when I say these kinds of moments in justice can't just be taken for their like micro impact. Yeah. Like what do they really mean? What does this Derek Chauvin conviction really mean for justice in America as far as police um, accountability is concerned. You know, Maryland uh, became one of the first states to revoke its police uh, bill of rights. So certain protections that were given to the police here in Maryland are no longer afforded to them. But I actually have a thought on the question I asked you. Okay. So um, his conviction shows yeah. accountability. The sentencing is going to determine whether there is justice. That's fair. That's a fair statement to make. I think, you know, that's a good The conviction way confirms to... accountability and then the sentencing will confirm justice. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to put it into perspective. I just wonder what justice will look like given the privilege that police are given in this country. Mm -hmm. Guilty of all three charges, though, real, and, and quickly, and quickly. 
Yeah. This was not a long trial, everybody. No, it really wasn't. And that's what kind of worried me in the, like, beginning. But then when the tide was turning, I knew, I knew the tide was turning. His co-workers testified against him. And then when Pat Robertson came out yeah. and said what he said, I was like, now the public tide will turn. I remember him. Rush Limbaugh actually, fuck you, Rush Limbaugh, rotten shit. Um, <laughs> I was like, are you getting ready to quote that like fucking worm? No, but like even it's he was like, worms. even he was like, yeah, no, this was fucked up. This guy fucking killed this dude. Lynch. Lynch. That was a public lynching. I just, I want to reiterate that because people think that, like, people think that racism doesn't exist because black people don't get called nigger anymore. Right? Like, black people don't get publicly, like, strung from trees and shit anymore, so racism doesn't exist. No, it's still, it, it exists in many, many forms. In private prisons, is a form of, you know, fucking racism. Like, uh, redlining is a form of racism. The current standards of, like, public education is fucking racist, you know? Like, I don't... This is... We try to keep things an hour and a half long, so I don't have time to get into the minute details, but there are plenty of fucking books and places on the internet take a fucking Skillshare course. I'm sure there's something on Coursera on there to help get you educated into like and get you caught up onto what modern day racism looks like. We're not in the antebellum south anymore and it's still happening. I mean they just fucking shot a 13 year old girl. I'm, I can't remember her name off the top of my fucking head. There's too many fucking names it, to remember. It, yeah, if we made a t shirt, it would have to be a triple XL shirt. And only Big Pun could wear at this point. Rest in peace. Fat like, Joe. Like, Fat Joe's not even fat anymore. That's right. He like, has lost a lot of weight. I'm just. Well done, Fat Joe. And I guess, well done, America. I'm pleased, but I'm not surprised i'm not ecstatic i i'm waiting to see what this really because i remember as like as soon as i heard about it which was like 10 minutes after it happened mm-hmm. i immediately messaged you and i was like how how do you feel right now what did i say to you you were you basically said like kind of ambivalent exactly what the fuck i said just now exactly what the fuck i said just now because it doesn't really i don't i don't know i don't want to be negative right like i'm personally you know i'm in a state in my life where i'm trying to practice gratitude and i'm trying to ground myself every day right so i can manifest my blessings (laughs) but i'm wondering what kind of blessings this juris uh this judgment will bring for people of color in this country what does Joe Biden's presidency mean for racial equality and like the leveling of the class playing field in this country? Because currently, uh, right after, you know, current, uh, <laughs> conveniently, right after the conviction came out, uh, so did a 
approval ratings poll for Joe Biden, and it's at 61%, conveniently, after all of that. So that's good, because... Yeah. He's how, doing all right. How far are we into his presidency at this point? Uh, almost a little over three months. So we're way past the 100-day mark, though. No, right? we're not. No, we're not past the 100? Oh, wait. We're coming up on the 100-day mark. Okay. So I think it'll be April 30th. What's the day? Oh, April 25th. So five days. Yeah. So if the math is correct, <laughs> if the math is correct, because, you know, hey, we're not mathletes here, but look at this man. This man. I, I know speak, I'm close. Speak it's... for yourself. I did pretty good. Uh, no, so like five Excuse days me, away. I'm really good at doing the math of 8,000 minus 2,400. It's 5,600. I've been hit by many a Mobius, the Frost Monarch. So what you're trying to tell me is because you play magic, you're good at math. That was actually Yu-Gi-Oh, but yes. And on that note... Playing, co doing combat math with <laughs> blood artist zombies? Jesus Christ. And on that note, we'll be back at you guys in a bit. Break! Alright, I'll just have to, like, come after a wedding or something. I'll be dressed to the... Seven and a half. I just remember that weird dude video. <laughs> I shaved a little bit before we started. I did my hair a little bit. A Do you want to talk some Marvel or do you want to talk some spectacle? Let's talk some spectacle for a minute. Alright, so Logan Paul on June 5th. Oh, is God. going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. God damn it, you set me up. Oh, yeah. So we've talked about this already. It's confirmed, though. Bit, right? Now, you want to know the major uh, stat thing? Like, the qualifying thing for the fight. Floyd must be under 160 pounds. Yeah. And yep. Logan Paul must be under 190. <sighs> How much is Logan currently? Do we know? I don't know. Okay, so hold on. I mean, he'll be lucky to land a punch. Logan Paul weighs... Oh, God. Why? Why is it in metric? <laughs> Jesus fuck, man. 82 kilograms. Who wants to... Who wants to do the math? Since we were fucking talking about math. Hey, Google. This is why nobody... How much is 82 kilograms in pounds? That's why nobody uses the thing. One gram is equal to 0.002 Bitch, that's not what he asked you. How many kilograms are in a pound? No, see, now this... One pound is equivalent to 0.454 kilograms. So now you're gonna... I'm not doing the math on this. I don't give a fuck. That... Fuck you, Logan Paul. I don't care how much that nigga weighs that much. He needs a 30-pound advantage on Floyd. He'll still be lucky to hit. It's like, if he hits him once, he'll be lucky. You know what's crazy is they have his height 
in like imperial units like it says six feet two inches right but then his weight is in metric like what the fuck kind of bullshit is that i don't know it has nothing fuck to do you with internet fuck you logan Paul. okay it's not important what's important here is that this fight is actually fucking happening. it's actually <laughs> happening it's gonna be on showtime okay and it's gonna be on showtime yep man fuck this whole thing son fuck this whole thing son i don't understand why this is happening what is what fucking weird Thanos snapped universe are we existing in, in the moment? Fucking everybody's bent out of shape because a gay dude snapped Satan's neck. And, like, that's what I, okay. And now we have a YouTube star fighting arguably the greatest boxer, boxer of all time. Not of all time, but of the current, like, generation, right? All like, time is... Sugar Ray Robinson. Alright. Like, I don't have a good answer to that. I mean Oh, for real? I mean I don't, I don't know, know boxing like that. I would just say Ali. Arguably because... one of yeah, or Muhammad Ali. Right? Yeah, because there's two Sugar Rays. There's Sugar Ray Leonard and then there's Sugar Ray Robinson. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's Sugar Ray Robinson. I'm I was confident at first, but then you know how when you think about things too long you're like No wait, is that it? Or was it Tuesday? But this is wild, <laughs> yo. No. Hey, I really hope they at least have Snoop Dogg again commentated. Well, of course, you know Snoop Dogg. Okay, so I want Snoop Dogg and um, fuck, Pete Davidson. Yeah, I want Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson to, to commentate. Yeah. To Are you going to have a together. real person in there to like guide them? And Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, Joe Rogan. There's not going to be enough time for them all to talk if you throw a fourth in there. There's barely enough as it is right now. Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, Lord. Those are the four people that I would want narrating this entire... Jalen Rose! There we go! No, not... <laughs> oh, well, I mean, okay, so Jalen Rose would be... <laughs> a good one, right? Damn it. Alright, anyway... <laughs> Back to your usually schedule. Mike Tarico. Let's just get Mike Tarico. Yeah. He does golf. He does football. Like this, all just feels like something out of a really bad like SNL sketch. Speaking of SNL, did you see that Elon Musk was the host? Of no, he's SNL? going to be the host. Yeah. Oh, so that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, okay. he's I going to be the host on May eighth with Miley Cyrus as the musical guest. Uh, and speaking of cringe humor. Yeah, because do we think Elon Musk is funny enough to host SNL? Do we um, think that... Well, do you think he can practice enough to be funny? Do you think he can design a robot that looks just like him that okay. is funny? Okay, so my whole thing with this is I saw the Joe Rogan interview and there were like maybe four interesting parts that totaled up to maybe like 15 minutes of actually interesting time and you know so that that's really all the hosts get yeah. on snl so it's possible that elon may be cringy cringely funny enough to stand out for 15 minutes well or you, to you mean he's not doing his own with, material no either. no no of course not like of they're course, definitely gonna have writers that sports. doesn't mean that it still won't be bad right he, That's like, fair. Who's the dude that did the room? Oh god, I don't know. What is his name? Did they have him on SNL? No, but my point is, is that how I feel like this could be, 
right? Like, Elon could be so cringy that it's hilarious, or he could just be cringy. I feel like this would be his a taste run for letting fucking Mark Zuckerberg host SNL. And I don't feel like, how far off do you think? Okay, if Jake Paul is getting ready to fight Logan Floyd, Paul. or my, yes, if Logan Paul is getting ready to fight Floyd Mayweather, how far off do you think we are from Mark Zuckerberg hosting SNL? God, when you put it like that. <sighs> About 30%. I'm just saying, like, I feel like we're in that weird period. Okay, you remember how, like, in the early 1900s, there were all kind of... Personally, I don't remember, but continue. Oh, come on, you're a vampire. I was getting ready to say, we all know you remember. Oh, right, that's fine. you're a vampire. I'm a (laughs) 228-year-old vampire. So you should definitely remember all these... Companies were doing like these weird sideshow, like roadside attraction events. Like, come watch this man travel down the river over a waterfall in a barrel. Like, we got an elephant. Let's see how much ice cream we can feed. Brought, like, <laughs> brought to you by Dr. Leibowitz Tonic. Exactly. I feel like that's where we're at right now. P.T. Barnum style, like sideshow attractions. Just on the internet, right? We elected a P.T. Barnum sideshow attraction to president for four years because we were like, how bad can he fuck up the country? The answer (laughs) is a lot. So much so that we elected old Tom Cruise as president. Or tall Tom Cruise as president. Ooh. Old Tom Cruise or tall Tom Cruise? (laughs) Tom Cruise. Prototype Tom Cruise. <laughs> Proto Man! I just... Oh, no. No, you know what I realized while I was editing the video? You know who Joe Biden looks a lot like? Old man Steve Rogers. You're right. So, from here on forward, the hood Joe Biden! Joe Biden, second term! They're like, Joe, will you run a second term? No. I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) See? It has been decreed. The Hood Pope decreed that Joe Biden will now henceforth be referred to as Old Man Steve Rogers. The first (laughs) official (laughs) Hood Pope (laughs) decree, everybody. Look, you, the plane you flew in on, them shoes, your socks with the bell on it, your gay ass accent, them cheap ass cigars, your yuck mouth teeth, your hairpiece, your chocolate, Guy Ritchie, Prince William, the Queen. This is America. Now get the out of my hotel room. So, old man Steve Rogers' approval rating is at 61%, which feels about fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That's how I, I feel about Captain America as a superhero. A solid... 61% <laughs> approval rating. I never really cared about Captain America to begin with. Marvel did a good job at making me care a little bit more about Captain America. Am I fully invested in old man Steve Rogers and the job he does? About 61%. <laughs> that's um three-fifths approval rating. Apparently that's all you need to run this country, right? Or apparently that's all my vote counts for. 
Also, the conviction was conveniently on 420. That, that part, yeah, you can't, you're not gonna let that go, huh? Okay, it it's was- It's just wild! It was a little, was that irony? Yes, that would be irony. Is that the definition of, like, yes, irony that is like in real life? Definition irony, of irony. Is a cop getting convicted for murder on 420? Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it would have been fully ironic if Derek Chauvin had been arrested for, you know, trafficking marijuana on 420. Yeah. That would have been. Which, I'm sure, happened, but it wasn't as monumental at the moment because, yeah, fuck Just Derek anything Chauvin. monumental happening on 420, I'm pretty sure it would be hilarious. With a, That involves policing of some kind. Honestly, I don't a think policing fuck-up of just some kind. anything ridiculous that happens on 420, I think, would be considered as hilarious. Because so they would be think, like, oh, he was high. Oh, she was high. So you think 420 just makes it, like, a national Florida man day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would believe it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of 420, you know what I used to love when, um, I would partake as a teenager, he says at 31? <laughs> crank Anchors. Did you know they brought Crank Anchors back? You remember that shit? So for those who don't remember, Crank Anchors was a Comedy Central, um, puppet show. <laughs> Where they would have the puppets interact prank phone calls that celebrities would do. Eminem was on it a lot. Yeah, so mostly like stand-up comedians at the time, you know, like Sarah Silverman yeah. and other comedians <laughs> at the time. Like, um, but yeah, no, it, God, it had like Dave Chappelle on there, uh, Tracy Morgan yeah. used to be on there a lot. And yeah, they would make prank phone calls or what we are supposed to assume were real prank phone calls to local businesses and things like that. It would almost played off of like, you remember how like uh, radio jocks used to do that shit too, the prank of the week and all that kind of thing. Um, well, apparently they brought that shit back. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't, I didn't know either. Did, didn't know that they brought it back. So I'm gonna have to check it out. I saw like a Tiffany Haddish uh, like two minute Crank Anchors clip and I thought maybe they had brought it back as like a little webisode thing but apparently Jesus and Mero are slated to be in the next run of Crank Anchors. This is gonna be great then. Yeah. Yeah, so Jesus and Mero is about to get the puppet treatment. Also, that's gonna know. be great for the viral age where they can just like actually just clip the show. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought they brought it back as like a little webisode kind of thing. But I, so be on the lookout for that. I, you know, I'm a Jesus and Mero fan, so this will definitely We're both Jesus and Mero fans. Yeah, this will definitely be on the hit list. Um, let's see. Oh, did you watch Master of None when that was, when that first came out, the Aziz on no, Sorry show on Netflix? No? Okay. Well, I mean, I saw a couple of episodes. It was pretty good. I liked Aziz before his whole little controversy happened. I mean, I still think he's funny, but <laughs> the modern the the modern day ghost bit I thought was hilarious. It's just, you know, I'm surprised not surprised that the dude whose humor is kind of like obnoxious based turns out to actually be a bit obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I don't know when people tell you who they are, maybe believe them <laughs> or However, the saying goes. But with all How's that, it going, Kevin Spacey? 
With all that being said, after a four-year hiatus, Master of None will be returning to Netflix with a third season, so... If Let's you, see how that's received. If you were a fan of Aziz Ansari and his comedy, which I was, <laughs> you might be excited about that. Speaking, the work of Aziz Ansari. Speaking of the... For those of you who are new to the show, that is how we um, how we have chose to acknowledge a person whose work we do not want to forget. Their artistic um, contributions. contributions we do not want to forget, but all while acknowledging their problematic nature and their transgressions and controversies. So, yes, if you enjoy the work of Inzi Zanzari, yes. Or the work of R. Kelly. Yeah. That one I really feel bad about. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, um, Miramax Films. But I guess you don't have to say you enjoy the work of a Weinstein yeah. production. <laughs> but, you know. You can just, like, ignore that name. <laughs> In other hitless news, have you watched Godzilla vs. King Kong yet, sir? No. Damn. I have schoolwork to do. I have a full-time fucking job and a child. It's like we all watched that shit together as a family. It was fun. My son's old enough for... To appreciate a good monster movie. Yeah, and for the few cuss words that slipped in and out of that joint. It was... It was a good movie, you know? Like, I'm not... It was a fun movie. Like, some of the shit was a bit predictable. I'm about to spoil some of it for you. The surprise guest was Mechagodzilla. Ooh. Ooh. Everybody's gonna be mad at me for that. Like, damn, how could you do that to him? Definitely but, built by Batman. Uh, <laughs> there was a whole discussion that they had. It was like, so, like, the, it was uh, Batman staring out the window, seeing Godzilla just destroy everybody and destroy the whole city. Yeah. And the caption was, Batman with prep time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, well, it's a proxy argument. And then everybody was like, Dad, we didn't tag you because we knew you would say it's a proxy argument. I'm just like, he built Mechagodzilla. Batgodzilla. And they're like, what if it's not big enough? He'd make it bigger. I don't know. Now I feel like you're calling this nigga Tony Stark because Tony Stark would definitely... Okay. Okay. Here's where I say Tony would build Mechagodzilla before Batman. Because Batman Tony would be... Tony would go to attack first. Yeah, Tony would have been built Mechagodzilla the second they said giant radioactive lizard, right? Tony's like, got you, all right. But I, Batman already built it because what no. if there was? Do you I, remember the episode no. of the Justice League where no. all of his what if, these person, they all triggered at once? No, I don't remember that Yeah, episode. Batman had, Batman had, had plans in place for if any single one of the Justice League members went rogue yeah, that okay. would completely incapacitate them and they all worked yeah. they all worked okay okay now I think I'm starting to re-remember this episode so then Batman had to like somebody triggered them from Batman somehow exactly. and then Batman had to okay so Mr. I have a solution for every problem didn't have a solution for what happens if all of his solutions go rogue but then he did fix it. But it took him time, right? Right? So, in 
my defense of in defense of my argument in that time it takes batman to figure out that his solutions have all gone rogue tony would have already built mecha godzilla and taken out godzilla but we're not talking about fighting godzilla we're talking about it fighting the justice league and he won technically he no, won on accident we he won were, on accident no we were talking about who would have built giant robot lizard first and i said tony I don't think Batman would think it would need to be a giant robot lizard, but he'd already have something built. Dude, he carries ice missiles on his bat plane because one time he had to freeze the Gotham River. Tony built nano robots because Thanos snapped half of existence out of Tony also got all of Sokovia killed. Bruce got his parents killed. Don't do that. Because he had to go see a movie. Don't do that. <laughs> then you're going to have to maybe break down the... Psych- wow, my Irish just stuck out. <laughs> then you have to maybe break down the psychological aspects of Batman. <laughs> and I really don't want to have to do that. We'd be here for quite a while. Uh, I'd ask you if you had a printer. Either way, you cut this argument down. Tony is a better person than Bruce is. <laughs> a better person? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Batman has a lot of really weird moments of humanity. That's fair. Um, and Do you remember the alcoholic. episode of Justice League? Like a raging alcoholic. Yeah, he's <clears throat> with the world's biggest weapon arsenal. Like, No, but do you remember the episode of Justice League where there was that one person who got, like, god powers and was able to warp, like, the world all around them? You mean the Justice League that has a member who dresses up like a bat and built a giant predictive system to control and manipulate all of the super beings on the planet that he existed on? You mean that, Batman? Look, Batman's not a fascist. He's just prepared. <laughs> Ooh, but Tony's a bad person because he enjoys a little bit of the drink from time to time. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Tony doesn't have his moments of humanity. Clearly he does. But I'm saying Batman has some, like, really surprising ones. He's like Batman named five of his albums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you still haven't seen King Kong yet. What about Mortal Kombat? I have not seen Mortal Kombat God either. damn, my nigga. What is wrong with you? I don't have an HBO Max subscription right oh, now. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt because that shit was so fun. All right. And for those who are new here, I say fun because, yes, I have some issues with the movie. Um... But that doesn't take away from the fact that I thoroughly enjoyed myself for the full hour and 50 minute runtime. There were parts that got me a little bit emotional, and there were parts that definitely had me sitting on the edge. It's like, no, there were no parts that had me sitting on the edge of my seat. That shit was so predictable. It felt like an early 2000s like action movie. Wow. That was satiring or no not satiring that was cosplaying a early 90s action like and i was there like an ironic triple x kind of sort of like it was fan service done right Ooh, 
the movie. Here's a trivia for you. Okay. In the first scene of Triple X. Yes. When they break into the concert and he's like flying in on the motorcycle, right? Oh my god. Do you remember what band was playing? Hell the fuck no, I don't remember. Do you know how long it's been? This motherfucker just asked me. It was if I remember. Firefly! How the fuck did you expect me to remember? I didn't. What? Triple. When was the last time you watched Triple? About four years ago. Wow. What kind of life do you live, my nigga? No. Um, so, yeah, no. It, I would say Mortal Kombat was fan service done right. Right? Like, the movie was campy at parts, right? But it wasn't so campy that I felt disgusted and ever wanted to turn the movie off, right? It felt fun in the way that Shrek feels, right? It was Shrek, but with blood. Gotcha! It's like, it was, I don't know. Shrek, by the way, just turned 20 years old recently. Damn, I wonder how old Mortal Kombat is at this point, or the Mortal Kombat movie. A day? No, jackass. The original Mortal Kombat movie. 1995. Gotcha. So that one's like 27, 26 years old. Damn. Damn. Yeah. 30? It came out in 1995. It's younger than I am. It's younger than me. Why am I... Okay, so... We're bad at math. (laughs) The point here is I said that. I told them that already. (laughs) I told them. (laughs) Yeah. The point... I don't remember what my point was. Uh, okay, no. It was fun. It was one of those. Yes. It was a fun movie. It may yes. not have been a good movie. Do not be expecting this to be the Christopher Nolan reboot of Mortal Kombat, is what I'm trying to explain to you people. That is not what this is about to be. But they did deliver on the gruesome, gory fatalities that they promised they were going to deliver. They gave us a fun ride. This felt like, in the words of Martin Scorsese, in a good theme park right like it was the opening gets you ooh man that opening scene god for everybody who's seen it y'all know what I'm talking about that gets you invested right that gets you set locked in that's, that's the bars that you know the dude walks up he checks everything buckles you in tight says that was a good time and then right as soon as it gets moving from that you get set the one I saw I'm this meme where it was Scorpion Once throwing you finally the dagger, watch it, yeah, and yeah. it was oh. like critics, uh, bad reviews, and it was Scorpion just dodging or Sub Zero dodging. He's like me not giving a shit and enjoying the movie anyway. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Do not watch this movie expecting it to be Oscar worthy because it is not. It's Mortal Kombat, everybody. Groundbreaking. No, exactly. This is this movie was for the fans it may even get you know it's almost like they wanted to pay it's a perfect way for them to have paid homage to the original movie right it's got its own unique storyline they're not going off of any of the canon lore they've introduced a new character into the thing for you to get fully invested into and that's like why i said it's a good way for new to bring new fans into the realm and it's also like a good 
passing of the torch for them to have a cheesy, campy Mortal Kombat movie to later grow up admiring. And once you see it... Just like our cheesy, campy Mortal Mortal Kombat Kombat movie. Yes, it's for them. But we can still enjoy it. And I still thoroughly enjoyed that shit from start to finish. (laughs) it It was good, man. I can't complain about it at all, and I can't wait for you to see it so you can listen back to this shit and be like turtle ticks he was fucking right again again this man see prolific no that's not what that word means no it's not prophetic prophetic Yeah, they really did call the Jersey Shore cast worse than... Yeah, that happened. Nigga, that was... That was so shady. That was shady as shit. Wow, how the fuck? Yeah, we were just reading an article on... um, The Daily News? On the downfall of MTV... The New York Daily News article, right? Yeah. Oh my god. So, we have a recurring segment and a recurring guest, everybody. It's the Zoomer Review. People try to put us to death. Talking about my generation. So, so. Hey. Featuring Kellen. Hey, Kellen. We got Kellen logged on here. Yep, we got Kellen. Well, not really boy, but not really girl either. Uh, what's good? I'm back at it again. It's the homie. Is homie a gender neutral term? Yes. Yes. It's, it's the, the homie. homie. It's the homie. What's up, homie? So I saw this really interesting. I saw this really interesting tweet uh, earlier this week that actually made me want to ask you about. At no time for wigs said, I'm watching MTV vault videos and it's not that hard to emulate the vibe that had going on. They can still play music videos and do older interviews, maybe throw in a few older nineties interviews and music. Hell, they could even record in an authentic film uh, for look. MTV is a dying brand. They really could have just a large impact with our generation, and yet they choose to play ridiculousness 24-7. That shit is so terrible, son. They definitely could still make themselves a big part of our generation, especially with the 90s Y2K aesthetic that's popular right now. So, in response to this, somebody actually posted a visual of the MTV schedule, and for legitimately 22 hours, was ridiculousness. Yeah, you know what that reminds me of? And then, I'm sorry, Kellen, to keep you waiting, but it reminds me of what the fuck happened to Cartoon Network, son. And they were just playing Teen Titans Go on a fucking loop 
all goddamn day. Wow. Yo, it's ridiculous. I have never seen a network tank worse other than fucking Cartoon Network, yo. Okay, so here's my first question for you, Kellen. Before we really get into what all of the, like, the nuances of all of this is, because we're going to tie in last week's discussion, too. What does MTV mean to you as a brand and as a, uh, I guess, a channel? What does it mean to you? Does it mean anything? Okay, so the thing is, I have a vague idea of how big MTV was, but that's mostly just because knowing certain people who were more invested in it and also, you know, some amount of things from my parents who used to watch it because they, they're big fans of, like, you know, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that was really big in the 90s, you know, mostly Nine Inch Nails. I've heard a lot of Nine Inch Nails in my life. Good band. I, uh, I saw them live. They were one of my first concerts. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I just had it. And then also, uh, I was going through some stuff about the Deftones because a lot of my friends are really into Deftones. I have tickets for them in August. Damn. Damn. So you're... Yeah. And I was like, that seems dope. But so I have a vague, but like I figured out a lot about that. And it's like, it's big, but now like whenever I think of MTV, I think of like Real Housewives, <laughs> ridiculousness, and I mean, kind of wild and out because I think that's on one of the associated MTV owned channels. But like, yeah, a lot of times when I think about that, and also the MTV $2 bill strokes concert because that was in my recommended for like forever. So do you associate MTV with music at all? Nah, I think my man just said it, it, it's like ridiculousness, jackass. It's the late 2010s MTV. So it's I don't really remember much about music from MTV from my personal experience. The only time I ever really ever saw the music on MTV, specifically like on cable, is one time like a year ago at like two in the morning where they were just playing old eighties videos like Janet Jackson and stuff. At two in the morning. At two in the morning time. At two in the freaking morning. That's the only time I've ever seen anything musically. Yep. Well, there was a, they do have something on like, mo- in like the morning on one of their channels, but like even then, not even the main, not MTV. On the main MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when they broke off into like all those different like MTV Classic and like MTV Jams and MTV Pop, all that shit. When they broke off into that, that's when they 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 were telling you guys then. They were telling everybody then. <laughs> we're done playing music on this channel. If you want music, you have to pay to get our other package, right? Because yeah. here, we're just going to do Jersey Shore. And do you like Rob Deerdeck? Because pff, you got to get a lot of them. <laughs> Yo, have you seen him? He's new. You know, he's got the thing. I don't think they let them out of there. Called the I think they kind of just, like, walk out of the building and they yeah. turn off all the lights and no. Rob Deerdeck and the Chanel West Coast and the other, I can't remember his name. Okay, And so, they all just look around in the dark and they're like, I guess we just make another episode. They'll bring us food eventually. Kellen, I don't know if Ziggy has told you. I'm old. I'm 30. <laughs> 31 actually <laughs> and when i was growing up we had this thing called tro total request live ziggy you may remember i remember it. trl <laughs> i remember trl it very feels well so weird 
Because it makes me think of who was the host of TRL Carson Daly. Daly. Yes, I wonder where the fuck Carson Daly is. I wonder if the back of his neck itches every time somebody says his fucking This is name. actually a good question. Kellen, how well do you think a show... Because we didn't even tell him what TRL is. Yes, I was getting ready to, so, but go ahead. How well do you think a show would do if it was live and people could call in with music video requests? How's that sound as a show? Okay. With the live okay, audience. So if I had to think about it now, I would think if I if if I'm gonna if we're gonna do this now, I'm just gonna assume for practical purposes this is not on cable TV and this is being hosted through like some digital platform like maybe Twitch. Yes. Or yes. something yes, where no, copyright but... would not be as big of a problem. Right, right. Well think yeah, like a Twitch channel where the top 10 videos of the week are aggregated in like what what was it like a three hour show yeah three hour long show where you could call in or and you know donate or you could even get tickets for the show you could donate a certain amount of yeah and certain people could show up there and actually sit and watch these music videos live that you guys picked out together <laughs> And when you donated, you got to make shout-outs to your friends and stuff like that in the middle of the music video. Does this sound like a pretty good content? I think with Twitch and the way that they have donations set up and with, like, bits and everything, I think that would work really well on Twitch. (laughs) However, on cable TV, I just think it's kind of dead in the water because, you know, that ends up more going into cable TV is dying. But... You know, but that was a so. thing. That was that, that was, was a, a thing. thing on cable TV when we were growing up. That <laughs> was what TRL was. Not just total requests live. Not just a thing. It was the thing. TRL had the same impact on the Billboard charts that TikTok is having on the Billboard charts yes, now. That is a perfect example. It, that's that's exactly what it was i mean for music at the time like if you wanted to be popping you had to get your shit on trl and to be popping in school was to have your shit like to be like yo i got i actually made it through the call line and i got on there in the middle of the video and it wouldn't even be that hard for mtv to do this they could pull the stuff from tiktok so kellen if MTV did turn into some form of music television, would it matter? I have a feeling this is where things are going to get divisive, and I'm going to say no. No, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to matter. No, it, uh, I, I agree. I feel like again, placed into my earlier point of, again, cable TV is dying, and it's also very expensive. But even then, people just don't really like, you know, because the thing is, if you're watching cable TV, you have a lot of commercials and stuff. So it's like they play one video and then there's like three minutes of buy our shampoo and then it's like the next video now so what if feel like that would work now what if this was like part of a package of hulu like if mtv par- like partnered with hulu they do have a partnership with hulu and then they did you know something like trl as a live show on hulu so you're not paying for I cable i don't think it would work on a Hulu type thing. I think the only way this would work is if MTV does its own kind of like streaming service where they exclusively get like uh, music videos first, right? Like you can only- Run through, the MTV, run through the MTV website. Like have, a, have them have a website and you know, 
you can theoretically be able to continue. It's MTV, right? If they have this yeah. done through their website, whereas you can watch this for free, then, you know, I think that would work. But I don't think this, but yeah, I think that could work. I think it's possible that it could work. But posting yeah, the video first really on their website. Hmm. It's kind of like what yeah. Vice tried to do with Noisy, right? Like, no- Vice has the Noisy division, which is like their musical, like where they do artist interviews and yeah. artist docu series yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yep. I watched I watched the uh, Noisy thing for like Brockhampton because I was going through a very big Brockhampton phase when saturation was like the their biggest thing out yeah yeah so you're familiar but yeah so that's the only way i feel like mtv could even exist now because the idea is outdated we don't need a channel dedicated to music when you've got spotify you've got soundcloud you've got youtube you've got pandora for me the amount of music is almost overwhelming it sometimes it'd be kind of nice to just be like look we already looked through all of this shit for you this flood of music that's what spotify is doing right and that's what like vivo does like there's a whole vivo app which is nothing but music videos they have the youtube music video game on lock right now yeah so it's like what do you need an mtv for so kellen do you agree with that tweet's take Okay, so I'm going to say it's. I can vaguely agree with it because I have seen the 90s and Y2K aesthetics are both very big, and people are definitely, especially because a lot of those people are now growing up and wanting to go back to their youth. And you I don't say. <laughs> see. And, and I can definitely see some, and I can definitely see like the appeal in it but like i i think i agree with the whole i don't really know if it's as important now but i have a feeling that it there should be something like mtv that they could do now like again run this through twitch because i have a feeling that that could work and i have a feeling that that would work especially for that specific demographic you know the like 18 through 45 which is like always the big number in entertainment especially now but like i think that that would work see that's also why i brought up them having their own streaming service right because kellen you may be a little too young to remember this but mtv did have like it's a plethora of its own original content and shows before they just stream nothing but ridiculousness they even used to have little news segments in between like you remember yeah. MTV news that's where like sway and shit like got popular yeah and all that and they you know they created not not created but they kind of set the blueprint for the woke teenager and like keeping teenagers informed on current issues and stuff like that in the article that we just read from the new york daily news they talked about how mtv you know uh streamed the um updates from kurt cobain's suicide and everything like that so they were at the foreground for breaking ground (laughs) as far as teen media was concerned like they had uh fucking beavis and butthead which paved the road for all kinds of adult cartoons and stuff like i argue that if we didn't have beavis and butthead we wouldn't have king of the hill no 
We wouldn't have no, absolutely not. Same Sam creator. Guy. We absolutely right. would not have King of the Hill. And we might not have Family Guy and American Dad and stuff like that. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like it's it's arguable to say that no Beavis and Butthead, no Rick and Morty. Yeah. So, I don't know. Some people might be happy about that. I have an interesting thought related to that. Uh, Go for it. So, Clone High, that was on MTV in the 90s and was kind of, a lot of times, kind of played into the whole, like, teen, teen demographic thing. And yeah. I have a feeling that if MTV had that, they'd also have something very interesting going on there. Like, a show that isn't only based around having these, like, young people but also having like drawing music into that yeah like no. think about like how clone high was actually that's kind of what beavis and butthead was right like it was about a bunch of these these two co- or high school like losers but in between segments they would watch music videos and give commentary yep on the music videos like that was what a one of the things that made beavis and butthead so popular and MTV had other, like, um, more, I guess, older teen-centered cartoons like Daria yep. and uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yep. <laughs> it was like a claymation series where celebrity... Uh, well, just get in a wrestling ring and just fatality each Beat other. each other to death. Like, like literally. absolute <laughs> death. It was it was a precursor to yes, Robot Chicken. It definitely was a precursor was to Robot hot. Chicken. Yep, and you know Seth Green may have actually done some work on. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Match. So you know, it's because of MTV that we probably have an Adult Swim. You know yeah. what I mean? So MTV definitely dropped the fucking ball as far as they were a powerhouse. Yeah. They were the power, like the way TikTok and YouTube and Twitch and stuff controls like the teen zeitgeist now, that was MTV. Yeah, and, it like, was pretty much a, it was a monopoly. Yeah, it was MTV and no, MTV and Nickelodeon, because don't forget Nickelodeon still has the Teen Choice Awards and stuff That's like true. that. And the Kids Choice Awards. So it's like between Nickelodeon, Disney, Cartoon Network, and MTV, like that's where you got your like dose of culture from, yeah. your dose of pop culture from. And MTV was sitting at the top of all of that shit. They're the reason why, I, as we said, reality TV is a big thing with shows like Jersey Shore and The Real World and Road Rules. So MTV ruined the world, basically. <laughs> According to my theory, because I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, Kellen, I have a theory that reality TV is the reason why the world is broken, and Donald Trump is just a perfect example of that. But we don't have to get into that right now. <laughs> I actually did just have a thought about the Adult Swim, because I remember uh, when I was... One of the main things that I remember, uh, I was really hyped for Cyberpunk 2077, mm. and I'm not gonna really get too deep into that because that's a whole other can of worms. Right. But I remember that one of the that one of the biggest things that I saw was at the Adult Swim Festival. There was um, they premiered a music video for Cyberpunk by Run the Jewels. I'm not sure if you've heard it, but uh, Yank. But it was part of their. But it was also like while the RTJ4 hype was still a big thing, and they have a song in the game 
but like they had that and they had this really dope ass music video if you haven't seen it you should watch it it's awesome okay it's totally separate one as hell but like they had that at the adult <laughs> swim festival and like they've had other things where they like you know have these like musicians come in and do stuff and they make it a really big part of it like uh you know flying lotus one of the reasons yes. he's so big is yep. big is because of uh, Adult Swim, and yep. you know, Doom was definitely. Yep. I was just to thinking, Doom used to host the Christmas, yeah. the yeah. Christmas uh, specials. Yeah, yeah, his his fan base definitely drunk went Doom, up. drunk Doom. <laughs> his fan base definitely went up because of Adult Swim, and I would argue that you know all of that is because of MTV. You know, MTV was crucial for helping bring hip hop into the mainstream yep. spectrum. Um, but the thing is, I feel like MTV could, like, I think now, even now, be able to reclaim that and, you know, maybe, like, have, a, like, for example, a yearly singles thing that they release where they have, like, you know, certain already known and certain up-and-coming artists release stuff through their own thing, use that as a way to promote themselves, but also these artists. Like, that works really well for, you know... Adult Swim, but also it would work really well because of, you know, people, random artists are getting insanely famous. Random artists are getting insanely famous from TikTok, and if if MTV were able to do something, and I feel like if they started this, this could be like a way to get back their sort of respect, but if they do this, you know, they'll have the prestige, so they'll have the sort of enticement for people to come on and join the singles program, which will make music, which will bring new people over to the thing rinse and repeat right right so right. the thing is i feel like there is a very legitimate model that they created and then adult swim kind of took and ran with i have a feeling that if they take that and can continue to innovate with it then they can very much make a return but i, mean, I, I think for now it's up to the executives at mtv to just you know uh, to make this sort of leap into the digital age because they haven't really. The other thing I mean, is Adult Swim. You're right, though. No, that part is very true. Go ahead. Zip. So, Adult Swim, just like MTV was the curator for music, Adult Swim was the curator for anime, along with Toonami. Mm. Cowboy Bebop premiered yeah. in the US on Toonami. Yep. Yeah. Sailor Moon. Um, Kenshin, Yu Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I mean, it Samurai is. Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo. Samurai uh, Shampoo. All of that stuff is on Toonami. Yeah, no, you're right. And Kellen is absolutely right. MTV really has dropped the ball as far as innovation is concerned. That's the problem. There, It has been no innovation, and that's why they leaned on Rob Deerdeck and Fantasy Factory and Ridiculousness yeah. because they don't know how to move forward and like it's to me like don't forget jackass it's as simple as they don't even play jackass anymore like that man it's they really could have packaged the mtv aesthetic in an app right in a music app a streaming app right like a music they could have done the whole spot they could have done the whole spotify thing think about how many like classic rock music videos and stuff mtv owned the rights to that they could have charged people like a monthly subscription to access or like not just that but like stream music on like they could have 
been a music streaming service that also offered original content that you could stream like they had going but they dropped they didn't they they yeah they dropped the ball and they could have been groundbreaking and at the front of the race like they were but clearly their eyes were focused on i don't know the dollars that they were getting from the jersey shore reruns so dumb it's sad i mean it really is sad like i said i haven't seen a worse tanking of a brand since the cartoon network like the fall of cartoon network yeah leaving cartoon network and making a revival now because they still have decent content they still have adult swim you know are going out to watch and they still have adult swim which is definitely one of the big reasons they're still around but they also do have decent shows that aren't just teen times go that people want to watch the thing is they're making their revival while i feel like and they've seen how like effective the digital marketing things can work like they've been doing that for a while now yeah yeah. And, you know, they still play reruns of their shows that everybody actually wants to watch. Like, I guess Amazing World of Gumball is a great example. Yeah. You can still catch reruns of that a good amount. So, you know, it's not like you're turning... It's not like if you turn on a Cartoon Network at any time of day, there it's only going to be, like, ridiculousness or Jersey Shore. There's actually some amount of content that will appeal to different artists, that will appeal to, like, different groups instead of just people who like to watch other people be assholes right a watered down version of Tosh.0 (laughs) I mean it's no but there was that time like I said on Cartoon Network where all they were playing was the amazing world of Gumball um Teen Titans Go and uh fucking Adventure Time right like because these companies get... don't just adventure time. No, so the thing is, is we're I'm not, not but dumping like... on the shows individually. We're right. dumping on the, the the channel for just oversaturating it. Yeah, it's the problem with the radio, right? Yeah, it's the problem with the radio, right? Like now the radio literally plays the same ten songs all day long, and then everybody's like, "How come nobody listens to the radio anymore?" Well, that's why. Exactly. Like I don't want to hear the same ten songs every time I get in the car. It's like this weird personal soundtrack that you've designated for me, and I don't even like half these songs. You just got them from TikTok, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I really wish there was like, and also like, there's no real good, like, radio channels for non-pop music and non-hip-hop music. Like, if you, there should be good channels. That's actually regional. That's actually regional. That's actually regional. When I was going to see Ramstein in 2010, Steve and I just uh, just were scrolling through the channels because we yeah. were out of all the Baltimore that radio. We found 11, a death metal channel. I mean, that was also 11 years ago. a death metal channel? Damn. <laughs> well, the thing Damn. is, is New York just has a fuck ton of radio stations. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess that might just be that we're in the DMV and that just kind of sucks. Yeah, there's not a market for a death metal radio station. I mean, yeah, uh, fucking DC 101 is is that still a thing? Yeah, DC well, 101 still a thing. What was like, the other? It should be though, because there's a lot of because there's a lot of like black alt people who want to listen to like really intense death metal on the radio, and yet. There isn't. <laughs> and that's why the more reason that streaming services are so popular is because, you know, yeah. the streaming services build gaps for what the radio can't. And the radio, again, is just not really 
listening to their people. They're just like, what if we just played the same five songs that everybody's already heard on TikTok a million times and just kind of sick of? But see, that's exactly the gap that MTV filled for the teen generation in like the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. We were tired of hearing the same songs on the radio that we heard in the malls and MTV brought us those new fresh takes with those new fresh aesthetics, right? And now all they do (laughs) is rinse and repeat rinse and repeat they used to be groundbreaking you remember mtv used to cover like spring break and stuff like that and like you would be stuck at home minding your business as a 12 year old i'm gonna live vicariously through these drunk college students yep you turn on your tv and then all of a sudden there'd be college drunk students with titties shaking in your face and you was just like yeah man that's i can't wait to be on mtv spring break yo it used to be now is i can't wait for my tiktok dance to go viral you know what i mean but i feel like again there's also with that now there's like tiktok and there's also things on youtube that are doing that like for example um one of the, there was this one channel, All Gas, No Breaks. Mm-hmm. There's a non-zero chant. Y'all have heard of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, they've done content like that where they, like, go to places. Exactly. And also they've done, like, spring break things, but, like, yep. that. And the thing is, that that's, like, big enough on YouTube, whereas they're relatively known. I feel like, again, this is something R. that R. MTV could do, and yet they don't. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And All Gas No Breaks is the kind of thing that you would have seen on MTV in, like, the late 90s, the early 2000s. Shout out All Gas No Breaks. R.I.P. to the channel. Channel 5. Channel 5? Okay. Channel 5, which is the, the, like, new iteration of that, I think. Okay, okay. There's a bunch of re-uploads of of, uh, the new video because it got taken down. Uh, Main Man's having some, like, contract disputes. Yeah. With the guys uh, who originally owned All Gas No Breaks. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not with the uh, parent company that was funding them anymore. They moved on to do their own thing. So, thanks for putting us on to the new channel, though, because I was definitely sad to hear that, that they were done. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I grew up loving, man. Even when they were just importing, like, weird Japanese game shows like Silent Library and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, I was fine with that, too, but they don't even do that anymore. Like, what was the fucking dating show? Oh, you remember, like, Room Raiders and fucking Pimp My Ride and stuff like that? See, that's the kind of stuff MTV really, like, when they stopped doing music and they started doing that, I was okay with it, right? Because those kinds of things were fun yeah that was good trash tv they were good at trash tv then they got greedy <laughs> and they stopped doing the things my that... problem with ridiculous ridiculousness is it looks like all the videos are taken from the 90s anyway it is it is just a newer cleaner version or a newer teen version of america's funniest home videos right it's not edgy enough for comedy central's tosh.0 but it's not uh, clean enough to be fucking America's Funniest Home Videos. So, yeah, that's why it gets to run all day long because it's a mindless content farm. All they have to do is pull, you know, classic, uh, like, washed memes and stuff at this point, Mm -hmm. and Chanel gets to chuckle at them like a fucking chipmunk for, like, five minutes. Yep and mtv and it works right if it didn't work mtv wouldn't be this lazy 
It's pathetic. I feel like some amount of that is that people need to, like, stop watching this, but also at the same point, I feel like that isn't going to stop. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they're beyond saving, maybe they're not. We will find out in the next couple of years, because I have a feeling that after the pandemic is over, people are really going to start taking a second look at cable, because the thing is, a lot of people who haven't already just ditched cable for, like, you know, other things mm. are gonna start taking a look at that because they're like do i really want to have cable when i'm only ever using it to watch sports and there aren't even sports for like a long time mm. you got a point but i mean with comparatively because this argument is a big argument that's going on right now it's kind of the reason why these streaming services are like upping their pricing points and uh cable was you know dancing and fumbling about trying to buy up markets that are outside of it um is because comparatively streaming when you you know you add up your netflix subscription to your disney plus subscription to your hbo max subscription to your amazon prime subscription it gets to be about to the same yep. price as cable even especially when you add on the price of your internet like yep. and if you stream it on top of gaming for the price of cable, but for the price of cable you're just getting cable versus if you were to pay for okay so let's say for the sake of example you're paying 110 dollars a month for cable right with that you have at least one hbo max subscription at least one netflix subscription on the base no ads and then you could have your disney plus subscription which comes bundled which could you know come bundled with hulu or espn or yeah. you could you know theoretically just get hulu on its own right yeah but the thing is all of that and then you know your internet which they're which like this 110 dollars is the base for like all of the fees and all the dumb shit that they make you pay not but not counting your internet because counting your internet it would be closer to like 150 the thing is you can't you're paying less for all of your streaming library stuff and then maybe even a hulu live tv subscription yeah. than you are for cable and then you also don't have to go through all of the problems of cable like you know just no satellites or no sing or like no real signal and just you know trying to deal with cable no i mean you're definitely right it is the like i said it's the big secret war that's being had right now um, in the business sector and that's why you see Netflix uh, spending so much money to create all these or uh, all this original content um, so it can really like stake its claim as a competitor in the media market it's the same reason why Hulu and now you have Paramount Plus right like it's and eventually I'm sure we will see more bundles as kellen pointed out yeah right where you get hulu now you can get hulu and disney plus and you can package hbo max with your hulu right so now you can bundle hulu and hbo max down to one you... bill that costs as much as cable <laughs> oh i mean and then also hulu got like has like stars and epics so yeah ultimately yeah. i have a feeling that some amount of it is you're paying a little bit less but also like you know it's just like you have it's still gonna be the same and you're still getting scammed by big corporations so it's like you know how good do you, so it's like you're getting scammed either way how good do you want the content to be for when you're losing all your money right i think that's also where the argument is and to your point i think 
it's you have more control over your choice in streaming services versus what your cable provider is giving you. Do you want to watch fucking Ice Road Truckers all day long? Or would you rather watch Stranger Things or, you know, scroll aimlessly through whatever Netflix is offering? Um, And, you know, comparatively, yes, is the content better on the streaming services? And I think it is. You will find that Netflix, HBO, Disney Plus, and uh, we'll see with Paramount Plus, and even Apple streaming services, they're making more compelling TV than what we've seen. Okay, for the- here's, here's my thought. The most interesting uh, original, the, the two people who are doing originals the best are number one, HBO Max, because you know it's it's, it's HB fucking up. Yeah, HB fucking up by default. But the set for second place, I I'm gonna have to say I think Hulu ultimately has better originals. Like, mm. how many other, you know, like, streaming services will do a docu-series on the Wu-Tang Clan? Mm, right. Okay. Yeah, that, that was really dope. Yeah. So, uh, we gotta wrap it up here, Callum, but give us your top three originals on Hulu that people should be watching. Wu-Tang Clan and American Saga. Okay. It's very, it's, an, it's just absolutely amazing. Like the F- can I count like stuff that's like FX on Hulu? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Give us whatever you watching. If, we if, want- we're counting, if we're counting for FX on Hulu, Atlanta is absolutely just amazing. Yeah, mm, Atlanta. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm loving that. They just started and filming also, the next season of that, so I'm excited. Yes, I'm so hyped for that. Like, I, I don't know if I'm rocking with Childish Gambino as much musically, but Atlanta is one of my favorite shows. And Ooh. also, like, you know, um. I guess I should probably throw in an anime or two. Uh, Samurai Champloo is okay. only on Hulu. I couldn't really find it anywhere else. But That's Samurai Champloo is great. And also Durarara, which is my favorite anime of all time, uh, is you know also on there, which is pretty good. That's so, another thing we yeah. have in common. I love that joy, Joe. It's funny, I haven't heard anybody else talk about that shit, but that anime is so good. Durarara? Yeah, yeah. You gotta get hit, yo. I love that. Is that the one with the lizard head? Yeah, no. No, that's Doro Hidoro. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a slice of life anime, but there's like a magical realism kind of twist. No, it's like. I feel like Durarara is sort of like. There, each episode, or each couple of episodes, there's three completely different things happening. And, like, so the first half is set up, and then the second half. Everything converges at once, and a bunch of things happen, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. It, that's there's what... also a very there's also a very similar thing that like it, but it takes place in 1940 Chicago, which is called Bacano. I have a half legal copy of it, which I haven't watched yet, but I need to get on that eventually. Mm. Um, so if you want to follow me, follow, watching through that, check out my Instagram, check out my Twitter, S U N G Y I N A T R A. Sung Yanatra. Hey. And this has been the Zoomer review. I've been sung. The other two people who were here have been Doc and Ziggy. This is, this is. You know he's a long time listener. We can do the rollout look, like that. Look, my man was quick with the plugs. He ain't even had to tell him. Hey, yo, Sung, it's been good. Be safe. Appreciate you. Have a good one. You too, my man.
Damn, yo. I mean, it's crazy. MTV really did used to be so much more of a powerhouse than what it is now. Yeah. Like... It's kind of sad. How they used to... How much of a hold they really... Like, thinking about how much of a hold they really used to have on the culture is crazy. And thinking about where things are heading now or, like, or where things have headed now, like... You know, with Twitter and Facebook and Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, all taking the place of Reddit. Yep. All taking the place of what MTV used to provide us with. Do you think it's a blessing? or? Like... I think it's a new normal to adapt to. Because none of it feels normal. No, it doesn't. None of this feels normal you guys be safe deuces look it's a flood it's, a flood. it's flooding get away. get away quick we need to get to higher ground open the floodgates